The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you. When Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it became known that he was at home. Many gathered together so that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door, and he preached the word to them. They came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Unable to get near Jesus because of the crowd, they opened up the roof above him. After they had broken through, they let down the mat on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to, the, he said to him, child, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there asking themselves, why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus immediately knew in his mind what they were thinking to themselves. So he said, why are you thinking such things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, pick up your mat and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins on earth, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your mat, and go home. He rose, picked up his mat at once, and went away in the sight of everyone. They were all astounded and glorified God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, what's our first uh, reaction on hearing this gospel? Is it, wow, wow, what just happened? No? Well, we surround it with candles and throw incense on it. It kind of takes some of the sting out of it, I think. But it's like, this, what? What just happened? Jesus just worked this, this uh, powerful cure for this man who couldn't get to, who couldn't get to him under his own strength. It's amazing. It really is amazing. I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught uh, wind of this in the, in the beginning of the gospel passage. You know, every, it happens so quickly. But when Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days, it became known that he was at home. And then what happens? The crowd starts gathering around and people can't get to him and the rest. And these four uh, intrepid souls uh, carry their friend onto the roof and start burrowing a hole in the roof. Whose roof is that? That's Jesus' roof. Just rip a hole in his roof and lower a guy down. What's his reaction? I love you. <laughs> you know? what if someone starts borrowing a hole in your roof, what's your reaction going to be? It might not be so charitable. Do you know? This is an amazing feat on the part of Jesus. And, of course, he forgives him. He says he forgives him, not just for borrowing a hole in his roof, but also for, for all the things that uh, this man would have done against God. And more than that, Jesus, by saying to this man, I forgive you, he reattaches this man to the power of God. And we see then, when the power of God is surging through him, he is totally revived. It's, it's a man, again, he, he cannot even walk. And yet being connected to God by the power of forgiveness, he's able to walk. And he makes his, and he makes his way out into the world. 
This is many, many powerful lessons for us in this scripture passage. One is that we should have no fear in going to Jesus. Even if we think we're burrowing a hole in his roof, he is not concerned about the offense. He's concerned that we would, we would go to him with everything, with all our struggles, with all our hardships, with all our difficulties, with all our joys, with all the things in our lives, in our lives that we're called to celebrate. He wants us to come to him. Because it's, it's seeing those four men carrying their friend, seeing their faith. What is their faith? Their faith is that Jesus can and will do something for their friend. Do we have that confidence in Jesus? Do we believe that we can bring him anything? And that he, in it, he, wants, to, he wants to work very powerful deeds for us as well? Deeds of healing and strength? Deeds of forgiveness? Do we believe that God wants to do that for us? Do we believe that Jesus wants to do that for us? We need to, my friends, and we need to set out to go to Jesus. And we need to be determined to get to him. Even if it means that we have to, we have to endeavor to do very difficult things. Burrowing through the roof or, or praying every day for many days to put our cause before Jesus, knowing that he has what we need. This is it, right? We have to, we have to set out to, towards him. And when we set out towards him, when we find ourselves before him, we should not be surprised that he also has forgiveness, he has mercy, he has love for us. And not only that he has love for us, but that he wants to reawaken us, re-enliven re us with his love so that we can bring that love to the people that he entrusts to our care. My friends, the beautiful thing is, this is not like a story that we have to go and, and enact. This is, this is a story that we live today in ritual and in liturgy. Because here at the altar, we are bringing ourselves and our cause and our friends and our family, and we're bringing our hearts before Jesus, our Lord. And we're offering ourselves to him. And then as we approach the altar, He's feeding us with his own life of love so that we can be reanimated according to his purposes and have the strength that we need to go out and bring his love to life for the people that he gives to us this very day.